0: Hello and welcome to JP Morgan's At Any Rate podcast. I'm Mira Chandan, co-head of FX Strategy at JP Morgan, and I'm joined by my colleagues today, Oshima-san from Tokyo, uh, Patrick Locke from New York, and James Nalligan uh, from London. Uh, this is uh, going to be uh, you know, starting, starting Thursday this week uh, when we had the ECB. It's going to bring us into a pretty action-packed period for uh, G10 central banks. Uh, we obviously just had the ECB, uh, but next week, we turn to the Fed, the BOJ, which will be quite critical actually, a close one to watch. Um, and of course, um, the four uh, DM central banks as well. Uh, we've got, uh, of course, the SNB, uh, the Scandinavian um, central banks, as well as the BOE. So there's a lot, um, lot of ground to cover here. Um, I can just start by summarizing the main takeaways uh, from the ECB, uh, which was basically that they're finally paying attention to the softening and growth that we've seen. And uh, they did end up uh, hiking, uh, which was contrary to market expectations or at least consensus expectations. Uh, The market had been somewhat prepared uh, with uh, the news article that had just come out intra-week, but this ended up being what markets like to characterize as a dovish hike, um, uh, i.e. potentially the last hiking cycle um, uh, for uh, the last hike in the cycle for at least uh, a while, if not permanently. I think eventually, um, you know, the growth uh, data is going to determine whether this was a policy mistake or not. Because our economists have actually been pointing out that um, that PMIs are suggesting that growth in the region is close to zero percent. So if they're still hiking into that, obviously ECB's growth forecasts are more optimistic. Uh, but if this soft data continues, this is this is really going to be, uh, you know, something that might have to be uh, corrected for down the road. Now looking ahead. Um, to us, the euro will take its cue primarily from the growth narrative in the region. Uh, the tone out of China has certainly improved. We've seen better TSF data earlier in the week. We've seen actually a better set of uh, retail sales and IP numbers come out today as well. So uh, clearly, you know, there is at least one element of the European weakness that is, um, looks like it might be bottoming out for now. Uh, but uh, the regional flash PMIs are really what will stay paramount uh, for uh, the tone of the currency and to see if regional growth is improving or not. Um, if we don't see an improvement um, in the PMIs, an increase in the PMIs, it does suggest that growth rates are actually substantially lower than that for the ECB. And I think that's gonna continue to weigh on Euro. And as you know, we've been fairly bearish on um, on the Euro block in general, Euro and the proxies like Sweden and, um, and Sterling versus the likes of dollar and Swiss, and that's a view that pretty much stays intact um, after the ECB. And as far as targets go, we have been uh, focused on 105 as our uh, target for uh, the second half of this year. Uh, that was already on the low side of consensus, but I think um, you know the downside risk to that are going up. So a uh, 102 or 103 test is certainly possible. We're not gonna rule that out, uh, but the recovery for next year um, that we were looking for to 112 is gonna be delayed. Uh, probably at some point in uh, the second half of 2024. Uh, so really looking for media targets uh, for next year at 108, uh, that's down from 112. Over the one-year horizon, we still have an upward trajectory for Euro dollar. And uh, that is basically reflects the view that US re- resiliency itself will have limits, and at some point the Fed will um, cut rates and hence hence the medium-term view. But near-term with high conviction fairly downbeat and bearish uh view on Euro so with that um let's turn to the FED um Patrick uh we have the FMC meeting next week what uh is uh, the main issue that FX Market participants should be focused on and is this going to matter at all for the broad dollar
1: thanks Mira um yeah so the Fed decision basically does look like a lock, uh, market's priced for almost nothing. Uh, that being said, I don't think it's going to be irrelevant to the dollar or for the FX base. Um, and there's a couple of things I think that we need, need to focus on. Uh, first, obviously we get the dots, um, which are relatively high profile. Uh, the current median still has a, another high left in it. Uh, but what I'll be interested in looking at in particular is kind of what the SEP forecasts are doing. Uh, in particular, given the extent of the growth you know, upgrades we've given in the US on the JPM side uh, in recent weeks, Um, you know, interested to see how that kind of matriculates into Fed thinking into their SEP forecasts. And ultimately that matters because, you know, at least in principle, the SEP forecast should guide, um, you know, kind of what, what the dots ultimately present. Um, So I'll be, I'll be looking quite closely kind of at uh, the evolution of the Fed thinking around their, um, around their actual growth and inflation targets. Um, and then anything on on guidance uh, from the uh, from the press conference. Um, you know, markets divided on another hype this year, uh, but I think really what I'm more interested in is any discussion about next year. Um, in other words, you know, how long this pause can really last. Um, several months ago, we made the observation that, you know, the 2024 OIS strip in the US looked too inverted in the US, both in absolute terms, but also in relative terms to the rest of the G10. And so that was basically, you know, a bullish upside risk to the dollar. And what we've had since then over the last couple of months is basically market depricing about two full cuts um, out of the 2024 strip. Um, You know, that's happened alongside the cyclical momentum that we've observed. And obviously the dollar has been doing well uh, since the middle of July. So um, any kind of guidance about how to think about what the Fed is going to do next year? I think is absolutely germane uh, to the dollar discussion than then for FX uh, more broadly. Um, that all being said, uh, I'd agree with the idea that the Fed isn't really necessarily the, the single biggest driver of you know, the FX space right now. Um, obviously, the U.S. continues to look resilient in a gross sense, while, as you just suggested, uh, places like Europe are trading uh, trading quite soft. Um, and that does some, seem to be kind of paramount in the FX space right now. Um, So really, I think that's kind of the key, more medium term focus uh, for the dollar's prospects. But at the end of the day, I do think, uh, you know, the Fed will have some interesting information content uh, for the dollar next week.
0: Okay, thanks, Patrick. Uh, Let's turn to the BOJ, Oshima-san. This was a pretty interesting week. Uh, What was widely expected to be a non-event BOJ meeting has become uh, pretty front and center on people's radar after Governor Yoeda's interview. Uh, what is the outlook uh, for the meeting and uh, what could they do to show a hawkish shift?
2: Thank you for this opportunity. So um, firstly, I want to mention uh, how we, our economics team look uh, the next BOJ meeting in September. So uh, they consider that uh, the BOJ will not show um, uh, actual uh, policy action. Uh, however, um, they consider that they would change the tone of the message so message means, uh, uh, so uh, they, BOJ will, in, in their opinion, um, BOJ uh, would send less dovish message. So why? let's consider why BOJ want to uh, send that kind of message. So um, after the last meeting, so for example, in the FX market, uh, yen depreciation trend has been uh, strengthening, uh, even though you know, uh, BOJ wanted to uh, stabilize the uh, financial market, including uh, FX market. So um, they uh, so BOJ's incentive uh, would be uh, such that um, they uh, they do not want uh, to be regarded as extremely uh, extremely extreme dovish to prevent such uh, yen depreciation trend from strengthening. So um, the 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 content of a message would be uh, expected uh, like this. So. BOJ has been putting more importance on, on the risk uh, uh, of uh, lower inflation. However, it uh, they could change the balance of risk between uh, high inflation and low inflation. So um, that if the BOJ could change that tone, um, we consider that um, that could impact um, uh, FX market. So uh, let me address a little bit more. So uh, for example um i uh, would like to uh, mention another another point about uh, their messaging this is my opinion and then and they, boj could mention the improving uh, output gap um and or um they uh, could show uh, more optim- optimistic uh, wage development or they could uh, show some uh, recognition of um, uh, overseas development in their adjustment. Uh, so uh, if uh, those uh, message, if they mentioned uh, those uh, points and we can consider that uh, BOJ, is gradually uh, prevent, uh, preparing for um, a shift uh, to the upside, but um, it is um, um, that that those points should be uh, monitored uh, by the FX investors, in my opinion. And then, um, lastly, I want to mention that um, what kind of uh, actual hawkish move can be expected? So, um, for example, our economists. Is- team consider that um, the BOJ could reduce uh, outright JGB purchases, or uh, they could change inflation outlook. But um, our economist team consider that those events uh, will not uh, occur in um, September meeting. Uh, they consider that that could occur in October meeting, uh, not this time.
0: OK, thanks a lot, Ashima-san. So um, looks like we're going to be watching mostly the language this time around um and uh any adjustment to the purchases um or the forward guidance is more an october thing but um let's consider the scenario even with the hawkish shift how much could dollar yen even move because after all we've got the fed that is going to stay over five percent um for all of first half of next year and as far as boj is concerned we're expecting very small and incremental policy changes so is this really you know, are there any upside or downside targets of dollar yen uh, that you have in mind?
2: Okay. So um, the important thing about um, the BOJ meeting would be in terms of FX market would be how they um, allocate the positive probability to uh, changes uh, in, in their recognition of uh, exiting from NERP. So, um, if they uh, mention the higher probability uh, to um, that kind of situation, would uh, change the the reaction function of BOJ to inflation. So let's consider the the how uh, um, the inflation impact on on JPY. For example, and um, if the BOJ uh, that's if BOJ uh, react to that uh, policy uh, positive inflation. Um, I consider that um, the yen string, strengthening uh, pressure will strengthen. However, uh, on the opposite, the opposite side, if the BOJ is still inactive, um, the B, uh, JPY will uh, experience uh, the continuing uh, weakening trend. So um, it completely uh, depends on how what the tone of their message. Uh, but if they um, they show a more realistic um, scenario of uh, ex- of uh, exiting from NERP. I would say that uh, USD JPY could uh, experience um, lower 140 level uh, over the one month after uh, the BOJ meeting, and then and if uh, they do not ch- uh, change their. Um, recognition about the balance of risk between uh, high inflation and low inflation, uh, we uh, consider that um, yen weakening trend uh, will uh, continue um, uh, as an underlying uh, dynamics.
0: Okay, thank you very much, Oshima-san, for joining us. Um, Let's now turn to European um, central banks. James, ECB is already out of the way. Uh, but we have the BOE and uh, a bunch of others next week. Which one's the most important of the lot, and uh, where will it matter most for the currency?
3: Uh, yeah, sure. Thanks, Mira. Um, so obviously, yeah, a lot of central bank meetings next week. I'd say the most important is probably the the BOE in uh, the European space, uh, just given the the week and date, the weaker data that we've had. And the slight shift in 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 rhetoric from uh, some of the MPC members, key MPC members like uh, Pill and Bailey, uh, that they are expected to hike 25 basis points and and increase QT, but uh, that's more of a passive change due to uh, redemptions that's been uh, well anticipated by the market. So uh, that won't have any uh, much impact on on sterling in terms of uh, what they do with QT. Uh, we do get the CPI print the day before the meeting, so that will be a key input. Um, and that the dovish rhetoric from from Pill and Bailey in recent weeks means that you know if CPI, if CPI does undershoot, that will uh, further fuel the conversation around uh, a, a potentially an earlier pause in in bank rate. And any commentary in the, in the statement on on the recent uh, weaker labour market loosening. Um, an ongoing discussion around higher for longer will be will be, of course, relevant relevant for sterling. Uh, fair value for for cable on our model is is one twenty two, and and we're maintaining a, a kind of long held bearish sterling view here, particularly against uh, Swiss and and dollars. Uh, we've got a, a one twenty forecast for 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 sterling versus the dollar, just given the weaker data that we've seen, both on the soft data and the hard data side. Um, obviously, the, the more dovish commentary from the BOE. And we've had some more extensive moves in, in rate spreads recently. So uh, particularly in Euro-Sterling, rate spreads uh, did break out of uh, the range that they've been in uh, this week. The next important meeting uh, in terms of central banks in European space next week will be, will be the S&B, we think, uh, who are expected to to price to, uh, to hike 25 basis points. Uh, the big question is, will they match the ECB? Uh, by hiking, uh, market is is a little bit sceptical. So that there's around 17 basis points priced. So that there is some risk in there uh, in market pricing in terms, you know, the risk of, of potentially no change in rates. Uh, but we do think there's a there's a strong historical bias within the S and B not not to lag the ECB. And uh, al- although there hasn't been much commentary from from board members since the last meeting in in June. Um, ongoing FX intervention would suggest that a hawkish bias and, and the board can see trading partner inflation still running high. That's something they place a high weight on um, and they can also obviously see the oil price starting to rally again so they don't want to be complacent around inflation even though even though it is running lower lower domestically than than forecasts, uh, but the, we don't think they'll want to disappoint the market given that that strong historical bias to to match the ECB and and keep up with what they're doing. Uh, inflation forecasts will probably could be adjusted slightly downwards in the near term, uh, but they will want to to retain a, a tightening bias in the in the statement via via FX and and rates. Um, so we're keeping a bullish bias on Swiss versus uh, Sterling and, and Euro. Uh, obviously, as the the intervention we think is 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 ongoing, uh, we can see that in the, in the data. Um, regional growth downgrades are continuing, and uh, balance of payments for Swiss, for Switzerland remains strong. And then, just finally, to wrap up on on European central banks, we've got uh, both the Scandi central banks, uh, Norway and Sweden, uh, meeting next week, uh, both expected to hike 25 basis points. There's some uh, there's a slight divergence in terms of expectations from our economist and uh, for the rate path versus market pricing. So uh, Norge's Bank probably revises up the rate path marginally above market pricing, uh, keeping some chance of, of another hike on the table. Uh, but Rick's Bank again probably raises the rate path but slightly below market pricing. Um, although there are hawkish risks there coming from uh, the weaker the weaker currency, uh, I'd say for for both central banks the uh, currency weakness is is a big factor for them, and that that does prevent them from being from being too dovish, and that they will want to to leave the option open for for more hikes on the table for for the rest of the year. In terms of the currency view, we, we've still got a, a bullish bias for for knocky stocky, um, driven by the relative growth considerations, terms of trade for Norway. Uh, rate spread, rate spread expectations, and uh, some s- still ongoing domestic uh, risks for s- in Sweden for for the housing market. Uh, so that that's all for the for the European Central Banks for next week.
0: Uh, thanks a lot, James. Um, so that was uh, that was a nice good roundup uh, across all central banks Just to summarize. Uh, still bearish uh, uh, bias on euro following the ECB uh, focuses predominantly on growth metrics. Uh, particularly the PMIs. Uh, For the Fed, uh, focus is going to be on the dots, uh, and uh, the view continues to be quite constructive on the dollar, particularly versus the growth uh, challenge low yielders. Uh, Bank of Japan, not really looking for a policy change, but watching the tone closely, and uh, our bearish targets on yen versus the dollar are still intact. So we're looking at dollar-yen at 152 by year-end, Uh, although uh, it's probably prudent to trim some exposure ahead of this uh, key event, uh, just in the off chance that there is a major pivot, but that's not our base case. Um, In Europe, uh, finally, uh, as James has just outlined, bearish uh, uh, bias on Sterling uh, prior to the BOE. uh, The S&D is likely to hike, but clearly that's a close call. Uh, But uh, eventually what's more important for the Swiss franc is the regional growth momentum and finally, within the Scandi currencies, uh, still a preference uh, for Noki over stocky given what oil prices are doing and given the relative fundamental uh, differences there take a look at our uh, website if you need more information on our research and our views this communication is provided for information purposes only please refer to jp morgan research reports related to its content for more information including important disclosures 2023 jp morgan chase and company all rights reserved this episode was recorded on september 15 2023